the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Today I want to draw our attention to a profound connection between the epistle and the gospel reading. It's a happy coincidence that there is a theme that ties these two epistle, this epistle and the gospel together because they don't necessarily have to be read on any given Sunday in sequence with one another. They're following different tracks, if you will. But we have that opportunity to really highlight something this morning, and that is that of following Christ, being obedient to Christ. Because the lepers, they were obedient to Christ's command, and on the way, while they were following Christ's command to go show themselves to the priests, they found healing. And in the epistle, we hear of what happens to the disobedient, to those who are not following Christ and his ways and his commandments. The apostle gives us a whole list of the things that occur, all of the sins and the vices that destroy the soul and corrupt the human being and make him not what he's supposed to be. And he calls them the sons of disobedience. So there's this importance of obedience that is tying the epistle and the gospel readings together in obedience to Christ. And we can focus really on the one thankful leper as a type, as an icon, if you will, of what the life of a Christian is like. Only he, that one thankful Samaritan leper, realizes the significance of the Lord's healing as he is going and obeying Christ's command and returns to Christ. St. Cyril of Alexandria, who we just commemorated this past week, who lines up with St. Athanasius, he says that only this Samaritan realizes the Lord's healing as the arrival of God's kingdom, and that's why he returns. So the Samaritan leper, who's no longer a leper by the end of this gospel reading, is healed both in his body and in his soul. And he realizes this as the, an act of God and he returns. He alone followed all of the steps that we will highlight this morning. He calls out to the master for healing along with all the, other, with all the ten. He goes forth in obedience along with all the ten. And then on the way he discovers his healing while he's in the act of obeying and he alone returns to give thanks this is the pattern of the Christian life that is upheld for us as an icon in that one Samaritan leper. The return to Christ to give thanks. That's the pattern of a Christian's spiritual life. The epistle, it calls attention to all of these things that fall upon those who are in the act of rebellion and disobedient to God. All of these passions, all of these sins. But even in the epistle, it says that for those who turn from these, they are being renewed in knowledge after the image of our Creator. So there are two things that I want to bring forward in this act of obedience. The return to God in giving thanks, and that within that, 
we are renewed in our knowledge that this is how we imprint the image of Christ our God and our Creator into us. That return in thanksgiving is what ties the Christian life together and makes and gives it its meaning. The life of a Christian is obeying the commands of Christ, yes, but that is also enabled in the life of the church. St. Bede, in his looking at this gospel passage, he says that it's the thankful Samaritan leper that we can hold up as a type of the church itself, a, a type of the body of Christ, of all of us believers. While the nine who did not return to Christ to give thanks, though they were healed as well, they are a type of those who maybe profess, well, good, orthodox doctrine, but who remain unthankful and unchanged in their soul because of their pride. They wanted just the healing and give no credit back to God. So they do remain not healed in soul and in body, but only in their body. Taking St. Bede and what he is pointing toward as the one thankful Samaritan as the type of the church, the type of the Christian body of Christ, us who are struggling to put on Christ, the image of our creator, that happens in the sacramental life of the church. It's enabled through the sacraments of the church to be continually renewed in the image of our creator. That return in thanksgiving to God that is the celebration of the mysteries of the sacraments of the church, that's how we become fully healed in soul and in body and in every part of our being. It becomes imprinted with the image of the creator through the sacraments. So we can say that we are renewed by baptism. Every human is healed. And they are given the image of the Creator then and there as theirs to hold for life. The baptized receive Christ and they are made new. We could say that's like all ten of those lepers. They receive that kind of healing. We are renewed by our struggles to fulfill Christ's commands to go and continue on the way in obedience to him. If you have passions ruling your life, like those perhaps listed in the epistle, then we have not gained fully or fully put on the image of our creator yet. We are still on the way. You could say, keep going, and you will find healing. But when you find healing, return and give thanks. This is what that Samaritan leper did. When we have a good Christian struggle, and we are continually turning to God, choosing in love to return in and through that church, the body of Christ, then we're like that Samaritan leper. This is how we come to know Christ is all and in all, in the struggle to be obedient and to live by his word, just like that Samaritan did and all the lepers did, but he alone came back to him. And in that returning back, we have this other sacrament of the church that perhaps some of us take advantage of very frequently, some of us take for granted, and we don't partake of it, but it is the way, the sacrament of the church, that we continually return to God in thanksgiving and follow in that struggle. That's the sacrament of confession. The sacrament where we come before a priest and we show ourselves 
to Him and our need for healing. And He stands as a witness and we reveal both our struggle in the Christian life and we receive again that grace of baptism that maybe many of us just received as we were infants, some of us some years ago, some just recently, a few weeks. But again in that sacrament of confession, the baptismal grace that we are given, that purity, the putting on, the image of the Creator is renewed and it is deepened in that sacrament of confession. By that sacrament and going through that return to Christ to give thanks and to reveal ourselves, this is what my life is like. Lord, I need you and I give thanks in your mercy. That's what a confession is. By that, we learn to be even more obedient to Christ, to be more that know that Christ is all and in all. There we find healing, and then we give thanks. In short, we follow the pattern of the one thankful and healed leper when we come before the Lord and prostrate ourselves before his feet and reveal ourselves to him and give thanks for his mercy. Confession is that uniting of the Christian struggle to be conformed to Christ by the revealing of our sins, our failures when to be obedient to him. And in that act of humility where we reveal ourselves before the witness that is the priest, that the floodgates of sacramental grace are opened and wash away those sins. The leprosy is washed away in that journeying in the act of being obedient. In it, we draw close to our master. And then we give thanks for his mercy. A frequent confessor, someone who comes often to partake of this opportunity that is laid before us, knows their illness, but they are also filled with joy and thanksgiving at finding that mercy and that healing there in that sacrament. A frequent confessor knows that well. So today, I put before you just an invitation. Make a confession. Be like that one Samaritan leper who returned. Receive healing in that act and receive the declaration of our God's mercy in the absolution prayer before the priest. Do you want to know Jesus as your master? Do you desire to be healed, to be saved? Then call out to Jesus Christ, the master, like those ten did. Have mercy on us. Have mercy on me. And do as he commands. Start then with that decision. Then go forth in obedience and you will find even then a measure of healing and salvation for your soul is awaiting you. When you return to him, having found healing, give thanks. How often, my brothers and sisters, have you thought, this thing I do or this thing I say or think often, it keeps me from God. It doesn't have to stay just that way. It doesn't have to stay just with, ah, that's not good for me. I know it's not good, but what can I do? You can always return to God and cry out for his mercy. And when that call out to God and we turn from that thing, or struggle to turn from that thing, and we run and show ourselves to the priests and bear our souls there in the sacrament of confession, even when we are on the way to do so, you will already see some of that leprous sin be shed. In the sacrament 
you will make more secure the health of your soul and find even greater healing. What a great gift our Lord has given us. When the priest stands there as a father, as a brother, as a witness of your repentance, he's like one of those priests from the Old Testament to declare clean by the act of obedience to Christ, the one before him. In other words, true healing comes only when we cry out for mercy, and when we cry out for mercy, it's tied to the penitent's obedience to Christ. Going forth, changed. Going forth, desiring to be changed. Then that penitent truly returns to Christ and gives thanks at his feet. It is only in that act of being obedient to Christ as your master, as the ten cried out and called him, that your soul will be healed and you will become like that one thankful leper who returned to him. So confession unites our struggle for putting on the God's image within us, to put on that baptism and live it out every day. Christ knew that we would stumble. He knew that we would struggle to live from that nature that he bestows on us at baptism. Knowing this, he gave us the great sacrament of confession that's attested to in the epistle of James. Confess your sins one to another. And that lifelong mystery of repentance that we have laid before us. To live this way, we must keep before us the image of the one who returned and gave thanks. It is only those who come to Christ and give thanks to him and bear their souls to him that find full healing. It is they that find joy praise, and gratitude. It is they that are changed into the depths of their soul. Those who perpetually return to Christ, they can hear Christ's words that he said to that thankful leper as he was prostrate before him, praising God. Rise, go your way, your faith has made you well. Or, as the priest says in a similar way in that last sentence of the absolution prayer, and now, having no further care for the sins which you have confessed, depart in peace. Those of you who have not experienced this sacrament for some time, or perhaps never have, come, unite your sincere desire for healing in your soul with the floodgates of the sacramental grace that's located there in that sacrament. Begin to obey the Master even now. Go show yourself to the priests. Reveal your leprous soul to God. Receive the declaration of being washed clean there. You will hear the Lord's word and receive healing. The master is waiting to see who returns to him. He will renew your baptismal priority, and there you will learn to know that Christ is all and in all. Be like the one thankful leper. Struggle to live by Christ's commands. Decide today to show yourself to the priest, to take obedience to the Lord in that sacrament as your healing. Come and prostrate before the Master and God with thankfulness and praise that your faith may become complete. So my brothers and sisters, do not delay. The time we have is precious and Christ is ready to heal and to say, rise, go your way, your faith has made you well. Have no care for what you have confessed. Go forth in peace. Amen.